Mel Kettle, and you're listening to This Connected Life, the show where connected leaders share their experience, values, and strategies that have helped them become more connectable so they achieve success in life and business. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to This Connected Life. I'm your host, Mel Kettle. This week is episode 28. Where have those 27 previous episodes gone? Anyway, I'm back in my wardrobe today um, in the unair-conditioned part of my house and it's 36 degrees and it's really hot. So I will make this quick so I don't expire from heat. In my last solo episode, I spoke about purpose and how my main purpose, at least for this quarter, is to work on my sleep. I'm very happy to report that only two weeks in, some of my sleep routines are falling into place and I'm sleeping a whole lot better. The main thing that I've made a massive effort to do has been to be in bed by 10 o'clock with the lights out by 10.30. And given that it's been Australian Open fortnight, it's been really, really hard to do that. However, that is now over after the fantastic men's finals last night when I must admit I did not go to bed at 10 o'clock. I watched the whole thing. It finished just after 11 Brisbane time. The only time of year I'm glad we don't have daylight savings because it's an hour early for us. Anyway, this week what I want to talk about is not sleep but self-awareness and how as leaders most of us can become more self-aware, even the most self-aware of us. Being self-aware is about understanding what motivates you. It's the impact you have on others, what you do well and where you struggle. Stephen Covey, who I love, says that self-awareness involves deep personal honesty and that it comes from asking and answering hard questions. Hard questions can be very confronting, but it is definitely worth the effort. One of the things, however, that we really need to be aware of is that self-awareness is not self-judgment. We need to look at ourselves and see who we really are and be honest with ourselves. But we don't need to listen to that really nasty negative little voice that often pops up in our head that says how bad we are. Self-awareness is, you know, it's being honest with our failings, but it's also looking at what we can do to improve them. And the judgment side of it, well, that can just nick off. And, you know, while we're there, let's get rid of imposter syndrome as well, because neither of those are very helpful when it comes to identifying our self-awareness and becoming more self-aware. Why is this important? Well, research tells us that when we have greater self-awareness, we're more effective at communicating, we've got increased confidence, and we're far more creative. And this means we have, this, this helps us to have stronger relationships, be more effective, and to be more impactful leaders. It also helps us have more productive and unsatisfied employees and run more profitable, more profitable companies. And in fact, researchers at the Cornell School of Industrial and Labor Relations suggest that self-awareness is a main indicator of leadership success. And the higher the level of self-awareness, the higher level of leadership success. And which of us do not want that? So... The other thing that I think is really interesting, if you haven't listened to episode nine with my beautiful friend, Kate Billing, go back and listen to it because we talked a little bit about self-awareness in that episode. 
And one of the things that Kate says is that increasing self-awareness and a capacity for inner self-management should be a foundational part of our development agenda. So think about not only your own self-awareness, but how can you help your employees become more self-aware as well? Because when they're more self-aware, you will definitely have a more cohesive workplace. One of the things that Kate talks a lot about is self-talk. That little voice in your head that tells you how great you are or in many cases, how great you aren't. I know we've all got one. One of her techniques is to give that negative little voice a name. And so whenever it pops up, just tell it to go away. So I call my negative little voice Gertrude, which just reminds me of a wicked witch with a crooked black hat and a long pointy nose with a big wart on it. And it sounds ridiculous, but whenever those little negative voices pop up in my head, I have a lot of satisfaction in saying, fuck off, Gertrude. Sorry for the swears. It was appropriate. Um, So give it a go and see how you feel. Name that little voice and then tell it just to nick right off when it pops up. Maybe if you're in a meeting, don't say fuck off. Um, But, you know, say it in your head. The other good voice. Um, The other thing about being self-aware is that when we're self-aware, we're also a whole lot more likely to fully show up at work, as as well as at home and with our loved ones. It's important because when we're fully present, it can help us decrease our stress and increase our focus. So I know you want to know, what do we need to do to become more self-aware? Unfortunately, there's no quick fix. What we do need to do is get to know ourselves better. Identify your strengths and your weaknesses. And a tool such as the Clifton Strengths Assessment can help you with this. And I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Or you can Google it, Clifton Strengths. You need to identify the things that generate a response from others. What are the external triggers? What are things you say? What are things you do that generate a response, whether it's positive or negative? And do more of the positive and think about how you can do less of the negative. Something that can be really hard to do, but can be great when it comes to self-awareness, is asking for feedback from your colleagues and superiors at work and from your family and friends. Sometimes, if you've got very self-aware colleagues, they will tell you their opinion of you, uh, whether you like it or not. So, you know, be grateful when they do and try not to be too cranky if you don't like what they tell you. And then think about how can you seek out some mentoring and support because becoming more self-aware can be a really painful process. Think about how can you invest in yourself and how can you invest in your teams at work with some personal development programs to help all of you become more self-aware. What is it that you need to do to back yourself, whether that's with decisions, whether that's at work, whether it's personal things you want to do, the more you can back yourself and you really do need to be quite self-aware in order to back yourself, in order to have the confidence to back yourself. Um, But have a think about that. And then finally, think about how do you show vulnerability? Because when you show vulnerability, you're showing other people that you are self-aware. And then there's three things we need to be also thinking about. We need to be more open. We need to be more open to new experiences, to new people and to new ideas. We need to be curious. We need to ask questions and we need to show an interest in things and in the people that we know. And in particular, I think we need to be more curious about ourselves and about why we are thinking the things that we think. Why do we have the negative self-talk? Why do we have the self-doubt? Why do we not you know, put ourselves forward if we have an opportunity. 
And then the third thing we need to quest- we need to do is we need to question our assumptions. Mari Folio, in her new book, which is fantastic, Everything is Figureoutable, I love that word, figureoutable, um, she reminds us that we need to be transforming negative thoughts into helpful thoughts. And a couple of examples she gives, she says, instead of saying something like, I know this already, when somebody tells you something, ask yourself, what can I learn from this? And instead of saying, this won't work for me, ask yourself, how can I make this work for me? So what I want to know from you is this. What are some of the things that you're going to do to become more self-aware? Do you think you might name that nasty little voice in your head that tells you you're not good enough? And you could name the good voice as well. And what will you do to be more open, to be more curious and to question your assumptions? I'd really love to know. You can connect with me on LinkedIn or on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag ThisConnectedLife and tagging me at Mel Kettle. Or you can email me mel at melkettle.com. Always happy to hear from listeners. And I would like to just wish you well in your journey of increased self-awareness. It is hard work and it is absolutely worth it. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the week and I'll be back again next week. Bye. it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you really liked what you heard, please leave me a review on iTunes or a recommendation on LinkedIn or both. The show notes are all on the website melkettle.com forward slash podcast. And I'd love you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter. You'll find me at Mel Kettle. See you next time and stay connected. Bye.